Just a few words before we uh, move to the Torah readings. First of all, uh, I love Simchat Torah. I love the way we do it here at Stephen Wise. I love closing down 68th Street, dancing and celebrating and rejoicing with hundreds of our closest friends. I love all the young people, the toddlers, the children, the young adults, the teenagers who attend. You know, I even uh, come to love uh, the pickles that Sandy buys in uh, barrels out there. It took me many years to pickles get accustomed to that custom that I had never heard before. It's our own. I'm still trying to, uh, still trying to uh, come up with a Jewish rationale for pickles and frozen yogurt. I always assumed with joy. I also I assumed it was some kind of fertility blessing, you know, some kind of message to young parents to get on with it. Um, our uh, celebrations are different this year. We won't be outside, uh, and uh, we won't even do hakafot here inside uh, the sanctuary. Uh, we have to adapt. Uh, that's okay. Jews are masters at adapting to new circumstances. The essential fabric of Judaism is our ability to adapt to whatever the world throws at us. Uh, even in uh, the days of the most vicious persecution, when the authorities prevented reading Torah, we found ways to engage in Torah. That's one uh, rationale, that's one explanation for how, how the custom of Haftarah began. And we figured out how to keep Jewish uh, tradition alive. I think we'll remember Simchat Torah 5781 for a long time. Uh, I hope that this is the first and last time we celebrate Simchat Torah this way and that next year we'll be able to do what we love doing, and if not next year, then the following year. Uh, but I hope that we remember this Simchat Torah not only for the hardship that it imposes on us, but also for our ability to adapt in the face of this uh, enormous challenge. I hope that we remember that that they recall years later, 5781, yes, Stephen Wise even learned how to find a way to do it. Torah itself presumes change, development. That's one of the reasons that we rush to complete the reading of Deuteronomy, the last part of the Torah, and begin uh, reading uh, immediately the first part of Genesis, finishing and starting over immediately. That is so characteristic of our people because Torah never really ends. That's the point. It really has no beginning and no end. It's one long circular process of transmission and interpretation. And when you think of it, you know, I think it's the only book that we read that we don't read only once. Some of us, if it's a particularly good book, you know, we, we revisit it several times, perhaps reviewing our favorite chapters, but not the Torah. As soon as we finish, we start again. Why? We read the Torah again and again, year after year. Why? Well, when you think about it, I mean, you know, this custom of uh, reading over and over again, having no beginning at ho and uh, no end, uh, it's, it's unusual because uh, the book itself doesn't change. It's not like, you know, you would pick up War and Peace 30 years later and Tolstoy would have written an addendum. 
That's not the case with the Torah. What they read a thousand years ago is what they'll read a thousand years from now identically. But even though the Torah doesn't change, it really does. And even though we read it year in and year out and reread Genesis when the new year comes, and we're the same people, we're not really the same people either. Every time we look at the Torah, every time we read its words, it's different. Not because the words themselves change, but because we change. What we understand as teenagers is not what we understand as adults, even though the words are identical. And I'll tell you this little story before we go to the Torah chanting itself. I always think of this, I don't know if it's apocryphal or it's real, but uh, it's told about Franz Kafka that uh, on his last visit to Berlin, he was already suffering from many physical ailments. He'd go out every day and seek out fresh air in the park in Berlin, and on one of his walks, he came upon a girl who was crying so hard that Kafka thought she would never stop crying. He goes up to the girl and he asks her, what's, what's wrong, little girl? She says, I lost my doll. And it was my favorite doll. So, of course, Kafka tried to comfort her, but the girl wouldn't stop crying. Finally, Kafka said to her, you know, the doll isn't lost at all. It just took a trip. And I myself saw your doll a short while ago, and I'm sure that the doll will return to you. The next day, Kafka brought the little girl a letter from uh, the doll, full of stories of the great adventures that uh, this doll had. And every day thereafter, there was a new letter that Kafka would bring to this little girl who he saw in the same spot at the same time every day in the park. And that girl was so full of excitement and anticipation whenever he pulled out the letter. I just, uh, you know, think, can you imagine receiving a letter every day from Kafka? <laughs> I hope she saved those letters. Anyway, on his last day in Berlin, Kafka came to the park one last time, and this time he brought the girl a doll. And he lovingly gave it to her. And when the girl looked at the doll, she gave it the once over, she burst out in inconsolable weeping. This is not my doll, she cried. I would recognize my doll anywhere, and this is not the doll that was lost. Of course it is, Kafka responded. Her long journey and her many adventures have just changed the way she looks. And when the little girl heard that, she took the doll and she was eager to hear of all of the adventures that this doll had since they had last seen each other. And that's the way it is with us and the Torah. The Torah we're about to read is the same, but not really the same that we read last year. In the meantime, we've all changed. We've had many adventures in our lives. We may look a bit different, and the Torah may seem to us a bit different, but every year we return to her, eager to tell of the great adventures that we have had during the year gone by, and eager to learn all of the new lessons that Torah has to teach us.